Hey, Stacy. Hey, Kathy. Are we GHing? Yes, yes, we are. Woohoo! So, I'm supposed to do the episode numbers, but guess what? It's confusing because YouTube TV says we're still on season 60, episode 250 to 254, but official ABC sources and Hulu, and Hulu which is, <laughs> which is owned Stacey, by ABC, which is what Stacey watches it on, says that we're now in season 61 and we did episodes one through five. Woohoo! New season! Spoilers. I think I'm going to have to go with medium. I was going to go right. no big deal, but I think it's really medium. Mm-hmm. I get that. My first happening. My first happening is my favorite scene of the entire week. And it was the Fab Four in the secret cabin safe house discussing how they're going to defeat evil Gladys and horrible Dr. Montague. Whoa. I loved it. I loved everything about that scene. I loved the build up to the scene. I love Cody helping Sasha through her massive withdrawal symptoms in such a caring way. Sasha and Cody discussing how nature is a disinfectant, which is romantic and horrible at the same time. And the way Sasha slowly came around to understanding both what was happening to her and acceptance that Gladys is evil and must die, although I don't think she's quite where I am. But it was beautiful. The fact that Sam got through to Dante and they both had massive like plot story realizations about what was happening in such a very kind, considerate, intelligent way with each other. I loved everything about it. It was the team up I was waiting for. That is the longest Kathy rant in the RWG history. And also, I am here for it. At the end of that scene, when Sam's like, the four of us can defeat them. I wanted hero music. I wanted a drone shot from above as they all flew out with their capes. Fireworks. Exactly. <laughs> it was wonderful. I, I don't really have much to add to that because I feel like Kathy's passion was heard around <laughs> the world. There you go. What you got? What is going on with Anna? Oh, I Anna did not think you were going to go there. Confronts Valentine with proof that she knows he's a liar. And he keeps lying. And then somehow... She wants to go get room service. All of a sudden, she gets a little swaying at the table. Yeah, Stacey was sure papers, she'd been drugged. Like, what is happening? And then they go to the hotel room where ink is thrown around and she gets a threatening message on her mirror saying basically that you're not safe. You thought you were safe. You'll never be safe. I didn't write down the text. Kathy is the note taker of the group. But what is happening? And... Why is Valentine still lying to Anna? And why, and why has she did... allowed it for this long? Exactly. And why was that one shot from inside the shower? I got confused. I thought she was about to be attacked in the shower, but it turned out there was just writing on her mirror, which is fine. It was still creepy. But then when he was like, it's ink, I wanted it to be blood. Why wasn't it blood? Come on. That would have been a better story element. Well, no, because if it's, if it's ink, they're just... They're just messing with her for the sake of messing with her. And it goes with her original diagnosis, or that's the wrong word, suspicion. <laughs> Look, it's General Hospital. Diagnosis is valid. So it goes with her original statement that whoever's doing this is not a professional professional, but somebody 
more of an amateur that has access to professional tools. Well, and it's like they're not really out to hurt her. Exactly. They waited for her to be out of the house. Whose shoes were those that lit the fire? Well, we both agree that they did look a little like a woman's shoes. So I think the next step in this story is learning what particular incident they're referring to in the beginning of that writing. Like you, you need to pay. What does she need to pay for? And then I think we'll be able to deduce who this is. Your turn. Well, and speaking of deducing, so we got Tracy's entire plot revealed. Plus we met X number three, Blair, what's her name? Blair Kramer. And it was a situation where Tracy sits down at the table. Blair shows up. There's a really cute scene with Lucy and Martin in the background where Martin's trying to stay incognito behind a menu because he doesn't want to be seen by X number three. And meanwhile, Tracy's like spilling her whole whole plot and what she wants to Blair as if they're the oldest and bestest of friends, and which Blair then you learn do. Yeah. And and then you're realizing they're not really oldest of bestest of friends because she's asking her, what did Lucy Code do to you? So they don't know that much about each other. They're basically friends of convenience. They're just revenging bitches. Oh my gosh. They're revenge bros. And so basically Tracy wants the 1% back because she doesn't like the fact that Lucy gave part of ELQ to Valentine and Blair 1% wants- of ELQ. Thank you. And well, no, but Lucy made CEO. She made Valentine CEO. So she doesn't like that. So she wants the 1% voting rights back so she can make wrongs right. And Blair wants to stop being bled dry by Martin and wants Martin to marry. This is the whole plot. She wants Martin to marry Lucy so she can stop paying alimony. That's her. That's what I got from it. Unless you got something different. Not really. It, it was. <laughs> I feel like I'm on like level nine and you're like, please calm down. I'm sorry for that, but I was sick and now I have energy. No, I love it. I love everything about it. I can't tell you still, I might have a little PTSD when she was like, you're going to have to carry the show last week. This is what she says to me. And I thought she meant I was going to have to podcast by myself. My husband was like, um, I can talk about nonsense, but it won't help you. And then she's like, oh no, I'll be on. So I'm, I'm letting you be all of the things. Thank you. I'm just confused, I think. And that's why I'm not feeling passion. Mm. I, I, where I feel passion is Gladys. And she's not in my happenings. Well, let me go back to Tracy and Martin for one quick minute. Because the other piece of this is Martin has worked himself into a corner here. Martin, mouthy Martin, as Blair said, basically, while he was canoodling with Lucy talked enough about Blair's idea that Lucy was able to create a product. Lucy does not want to not give Martin credit because in her mind, Martin deserves the credit, but Martin needs Lucy to stop saying that it was his idea so that it won't connect back to Blair. So all of that is definitely coming to a point. I'm here I for was it. also 
<clears throat> this is tangentially related. I was pretty confused with the scene between Lucy and Tracy, where Tracy's like, 75-25, here's the paperwork. And Lucy says 50-50. And then Tracy's like, 65-35. And then Lucy says 60-40. And then Tracy says 51-49. That is not how negotiation works. No, but she wanted for I, that. She wanted more. She wanted the 1% voting right with that. She would give her the 5149, but she'd also have to give up the 1% voting right. Of ELQ. Yeah. And Lucy basically told her to go fuck herself. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like Tracy is smarter than that. It was. Agreed. It was, it was really too weird. Too much of a give. It was and, and too much not, information. Yeah. I mean, all Tracy has done. And then she kind of six, where I got really confused is at the end, is I'll give it up for one percent. Does she also mean the fifty-one forty-nine or just the one percent? Well, that's because what I it was took a it. little confusing. Yeah, I think you took it as oh, she just wants the one percent, and I thought it was connected to that fifty-one forty-nine. But I'll tell you this. Tracy's only got one thing going for her right now, and that is that Deception stock is frozen and they'll likely be out of business by the time this goes to trial, which is what I think gives her the most joy. So regardless, she's winning. And that's why I think you're right. It's very, very confusing as to what she wants right now, because I think right now she just wants to continue winning. And I feel like what she... I mean, why hasn't it come up that Brooklyn just testifies? Why well, can't Brooklyn say, I stole it? I get that Brooklyn, that is a, right? But she was blackmailed. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my other happening. It takes the, well, you don't get another happening. It's my turn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Wait. No, no, no. <laughs> you started. You've done uh -huh. two. It's my turn. I've done two? Okay. Yes. All right. Right? You started with your favorite scene, and then you went to the Metro Court. That's two, right? I, th I thought you did, Tracy. <laughs> no. I, was, I oh, did, did Anna and Valentine, oh. and then was contributing because you oh, okay. told me I was being too quiet. This is our relationship, folks. Keep going. You're up. Go, go, go. <sighs> I I guess I'm going to go with Nicholas is going to Europe. And apparently Austin feels betrayed that Nicholas didn't tell him that, that he still has access to all this money. And like, Austin feels betrayed. Ugh. It kind of does. That's the way it's like. You didn't tell me any. I've been treating you for months. Like he's got, he's like butt hurt. They're like two toddlers talking to each other. And and Nicholas is going because he doesn't want Spencer to have his money because all of a sudden Austin kind of called it. He's like, you don't like your son much, do you? You spent the entire time I've been watching this damn show convincing Spencer that you loved him. And now you're. You have zero respect or love for your son. And Spencer, on the other hand, is is going for it. And it's a whole weird, confusing, Cassidyne thing. And because I haven't been watching forever, I love that Spencer just drops with Trina. 
I may be descended from Russian royalty, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. There was a few cute scenes between Spencer and Trina. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't. It's really just imagining them as being in a kindergarten with fighting over. I saved you. Yeah, but I got to go get my money back. I don't know. None of it makes sense to me. Like if Nick really wants to say I'm back, all he has to do is just send a video of himself to Spencer. Hey, I'm alive. You can't have my money. Right? Yeah, there are lots of ways to prove stuff. And how does that affect Ava, right? So if he proves himself alive, does Ava get to learn he's not alive? Or is it just a financial thing? Because I feel like Ava's smart enough to figure that out. Yeah, Ava will learn like as soon as Nick's alive. But here's the question. At the end of that, this is almost, well, this is a slightly connected, but not really. But there's a scene with Carly and Ava where Carly's like, you can't trust Austin. Where I'm like, duh, she knows she can't trust Austin. And I'm thinking, but no, she doesn't know Nick is alive. So is the upcoming scene like where Austin goes to Ava and spills the entire thing to try to make Ava trust him. And then it'll become like Ava and Austin against Cyrus kind of thing, which that would be fun. Although would she forgive him from bringing her ex, her husband back to life? I don't know. Although what I love that Kathy said at the end of the episode is, do you think Nick is Pikeman? Oh yeah, that's right. Right. He could be pulling all everybody's strings. It, there, there's such a weird incestuous circle going on. Okay, so we're done with happenings. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for fashion. Mine are mostly fashion don'ts. Let's talk about Ava's vampire pirate blazer with the lace <laughs> on it. So no. Bad. The whole week. Oh, this is so bad. I mean, we did get her in her gallery, which I love her in her gallery, but not with a black velvet jacket with white lacy fringe on the sleeves. It was just not right. And on the hem? It was very confusing. Not good. On the flip side, Olivia had her orange cream dress on, and I love it so much. I want her to wear it a lot. So I was laughing because there was like one or two episodes we had to watch alone this week. And Carly was wearing sort of like an orange cream blazer. And I was like, that's almost exactly what Diane was wearing when Kathy could not shut up about how much she hated it. And I was like, I think it's just the coloring. (laughs) So it looked okay on Carly, I thought. Okay, it wasn't the coloring. The outfit that I hated for Diane had to do with the fact that the sleeves were too short the the pant legs were too short and she had white barbie heels yeah because it was just wrong like the whole thing it was like it was too small too short no it was not that one a couple even before that there was it was like a light peachy orange another thing and you're like no she wears jewel tones oh Oh, god God. (laughs) well all right apparently i'm anti Mm -hmm. i loved on monday's episode i loved felicia's flower shirt she had on in that conversation and I liked 
both of Trina's shirts this week. The one that she had on that was like the flower tank. I loved that. And I like, of course, the shirt with the, we we noted it before with the collar. And it looks like, like a, a v-neck tux- and a collar, but there's not yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. We talk about fashion, but we don't really know anything about it. But you know, no. it doesn't go the whole way. Ah. <sighs> I really like Joss's shirt that she wore in her dorm. Disagree. I don't care. (laughs) Um, I really liked the color. I thought the coloring looked great on her. She's a teenager. I don't care that she's wearing a crop top, which I know Kathy hates. I don't Um, like it. But as somebody who wore crop tops probably a lot longer than she should have and still sometimes does when I work out, let's be clear. I liked it and it seemed appropriate for moving into your dorm and that color looked amazing on her. Okay. So there, mm-hmm. um, I love that Kathy was yelling at Maxie when she showed up at Brooklyn's house. Oh, so bad. Oh, she looked oh. pretty frumpy and she's like, are you wearing that to work? And I was like, to be fair, I work and stuff like that too. She's like, you're not going into the office like that and you're not working for a, beauty company she was hot it was not flattering it's fine okay but and it was funny to listen to kathy's rants i do want to be clear i loved all of the maxi scenes this week i just didn't necessarily like that one outfit that she used to fire brooklyn in felt it's just wrong but you know that's just me i really liked blair's very white blazer and skirt I don't think very many people would look good in it, and I would never even try it, but she looked great in her little bandaged skirt and white blazer. Okay, I have feelings on this. Oh, and First also, of all, I thought Tracy looked really nice in the outfit she was wearing when she answered the door to Lucy in her Tracy has fantastic coat. style. She kind of has that Sometimes Diane Keaton like timelessness. Well, I disagree. I like Tracy's outfit. You- Tracy herself is a horrible bitch but here's my issue with Blair's introduction she I don't know it was awkward and I think the outfit and the setting helped did not help because is she a fat like I don't know what to tell I don't know how is she just been noticing I'm going to stop you because you're struggling with words and then I'll let you chime back in. I knew what I was going to say. I would have gotten there. There is a lot of exposition with the current writing staff and they seem to counterbalance it with weird ass camera stuff. So Blair walks in and there was way too long of a shot of her feet. And all I could take away is I felt like, her shoes were slightly too big for the shoes that she was wearing. Like there was a big gap in her heels. And why did I notice that? Because they were panning at her feet for a significant amount of time. And then they trail up. That's my point. There was nothing in her outfit or the setting to tell us who this woman is and what she's all about. And in the conversation, we got really no clear picture of her. We got a picture of her relationship and with Jackson and her, and her relationship with Martin and what, you know, she asked a lot of questions, but who is she? What is she all about? To me, 
they could have come with a much stronger, more unique outfit. And let's see a little bit of Blair's, who she is and what she's all about. I didn't like, I don't know. The introduction was poor and I think the white suit had something to do with it. (laughs) That makes sense to me. Okay. Well, I liked the white suit. I did not like the way her shoes fit and I saw them for too long. All right. Musings. I thought the men this week looked really nice though. I I I like Valentine's suit. To musings. I I don't care. I'm finishing. Um, I also thought Cody looked way better in Montague's suit than Montague. I don't like him shaved. I understand that, but I thought he looked nice in a suit. Okay. Um, Musings. Go ahead and muse. I allow it now. I'm unclear as to how they're setting up the Dante story. Because that one scene where the feds are telling Jordan and Chase and Mac that they're suspicious that it's Agent Moss is telling them he's suspicious that Dante is leaking information to Sonny. So are they going to start giving Dante information to see if he leaks it? And rude. I'm confused as to why Mac is the commissioner. I thought Taggart was going to be the commissioner. Same. And where the hell is Taggart in his alcoholic drift? Uh, agreed. Ditto. Where is he? We didn't even address the fact that Sonny was, uh, the case was dismissed without prejudice, meaning he can be tried again, but he basically set them up with coffee. Yeah, but here's why we didn't talk about it. Because we still don't know who's pulling all of everybody's strings. We're kind of getting the picture that it is Cyrus. And that because he's bribed a bunch of judges, he's got the warden in his pocket. But how is that connected to Pikeman? Like the warden, the warden is the one feeding the the stuff to the FBI. Yeah, but also we we did get information on where Cyrus donated his money. Yeah, to that whatever fund so that he can make judge Sinclair on his side because the judge is on the board or something. Yeah. So he's got two, two people in his pocket. I feel like we need more information. And that's why this is like, yeah, his, the charges got dropped, but we all kind of knew they would be, but Betty's out of the picture. Mason's still walking around with his lollipop that I just want to cram in his eyeball. And at least nothing's really changed. At least the video isn't what got him arrested, which is where, Michael, Carly, Joss, and Dex went. Yeah. They're setting up a triangle with Joss and that Adam dude and Dex. It's because awkward. they have no original the Adam ideas. Dude is the one, he's the one who basically, like, he apologized for it. But when the sex tape came out, he was creepy to Joss. Yeah. And he's a man child. Mm hmm. Okay. We need to talk about what's really, really important, and that is the fact that softball season has started, and GH beat Kelly's, and PCPD also beat someone. So right now, we have winners in GH and PCPD, so we may be headed towards a runoff between the two, because that's probably the only scores we'll ever get. But I did love- Violet was my favorite. Yeah, I know. I wrote that down. Violet was on a warpath. She was like, we can't go in here to eat. Kelly's is the enemy. She says she's like, I'm going to go find out if they're on a date. Like she is in everybody's business. 
Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Jake and Charlotte went on a date. Um, and Art is bringing them together, which is so sweet because that's a callback to both his mom and Franco. Oh, I and have a lot else. Wait, no, I have so many things. So, okay, great. Drew, Put on your list. So, Drew goes, first of all, Sonny and Carly go to Drew and say, Hey, will you help us figure out who Austin was seeing in Pentaville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he goes to the guard and he's like, Hey, I'll get your son an internship at Aurora Media. And I was like, Yes, we need more youths, more of the youths. We've got. The same youths that keep dating each other get more youths in the story. So I hope they bring this security guard's doctor or son in doctor. Hello. So that's <laughs> um, phenomenal. He was like, what's that going to cost me? And Drew's like, I'll do it either way. But then I would like this information, which Cyrus overheard. Yeah, I saw that, which I was like, okay, well, what are you going to do with this information? Um, Carly has magical hands. And I'll tell you why. When she's, and I want you all to watch, next time she's pouring coffee at Kelly's, she holds the coffee pot from the bottom. So her hands are obviously quite magical. (laughs) (laughs) And then Spencer is not on. Hello, it's a hot coffee pot. Um, And then Spencer gave Trina the turtle doves that he's like, admittedly, my two evil uncles have touched this. Trina's like, yay, I'll take it. <laughs> and they're going to have sex in New York. I don't care that you're related to so many evil people that they could actually have a club. <laughs> Let's go to New York together. Oh, my love for you knows no bounds, Spencer. Esme wants her own apartment. Which she should get. She's absolutely. <laughs> she needs to get out. Can I talk? Okay, there was a scene with Felicia talking to Maxie and then Mac took Georgie and James to Kelly's and he got alone time with each one of them out in the back. And Georgie was like talking to him about how worried she was about her mom. And Mac is like, don't worry, we'll take care of your mom. And then James is like telling him he's a hero. Ah, It was such great scenes. And Felicia was comforting Maxie and also telling her about why she wanted to be a patient advocate. It was just great. Those scenes were great with Maxie. And we didn't really talk about how Maxie like stormed in and fired Brooklyn. So is this the end of their friendship? Is their friendship over, Stacey? I don't think so. I don't think so. They weren't friends before and Bailey Lou brought them together. And I feel like She's going to bring them back together, too. Or Brooklyn's going to make the ultimate sacrifice and basically admit to corporate corporate espionage. And speaking of Bailey Lou, we get tons of scenes of Ace and nothing of Amelia or Bailey Lou anymore. It's like they don't exist. Agree. And we get Maxie's other kids. Give her a baby. She has a baby. She has three kids. Yeah. All right. So we are prepping for our extravaganza episode which is the end of season 60 and so we're going to be asking each other some questions about what our favorites you know whatever are scenes people stories the things we hated the people we hate so we want to know from you too what were your favorite stories of season 60 what was your favorite couple or the story you most hated and wish they had never ever done or what Um, questions do you want us to answer yeah, that too. So let because us I'm know. I'm inherently lazy. And I would like Send you to us write my questions for me. 
The email is in the body of the podcast episode, and Stacy is very good at responding. I'm still figuring out email like a child. She's but... having some technology issues. She's not stupid. She knows how technology works. But... but reach out to us. We love you. We really appreciate you listening, and we will be talking to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.